It is fantasy football draft season, and everyone's looking for the most accurate rankings. It's obvious why. Matt Schauf, Jared Smola of DraftSharks.com, and we're going to talk to you about that stuff today because the best rankings are obviously going to give you an advantage in your fantasy draft. And DraftSharks.com has a long record of rankings accuracy. That includes multiple first-place finishes for both offensive and IDP rankings in the Fantasy Pros Accuracy Competition. This year, we actually became the first site to ever place three rankers inside the top 10 for draft accuracy. And Jared here, my pal on the video and at DraftSharks.com, is the most accurate ranker by the Fantasy Pros multi-year standing. So I'm going to talk to Jared some today about the Draft Sharks process and also in the end, why you can't even just follow our rankings when you go to draft. Jared, when we talk accurate rankings, what we're really talking about is good fantasy projections, right? Yes, it all starts with projections for us. And yeah, I know there's some opponents of projections, I think, out there. And they do have some shortcomings, which we can get into. Um, but to me, if you're not doing player projections for all 32 teams, it's just not a good rankings process, right? It's a couple of reasons. For starters, literally what we care about in scoring fantasy points is the stats these players are going to put up, right? We score fantasy points for how many rushing yards, how many receiving yards, how many touchdowns, how many catches. So we need to project that stuff out to have a good idea of who's going to score the most fantasy points. The second reason I think projections are important are just to force yourself to really dig into every team, right? Putting projections together, you have to look at the coaching staff and the play calling tendencies and the play volume and then volume stuff, you know, how these targets are going to be divvied up, how the carries are going to be divvied up. And then you get into some of the efficiency stuff, you know, yards per catch, yards per carry, touchdown, right? It just forces you to really look into every team and every player. And I think, I think doing that is, is a big part of why we've been so accurate. Projections are the reality check. They set the baseline. It's not the answer. Even we don't just project them put them in the system like that and say, those are your rankings have at them because that's not the way to do it. We know that the best rankings are not going to be 100% accurate during the year. So it's more of a starting point. And Jared, you touched on some of the things that go into it. What exactly are you looking at as you go through and do those initial projections by team? Yeah, it's a top down approach for that. And what I mean by that is we start at the team level, you know, total plays. That's huge, right? I mean, you can have teams that are, you know, running four or five fewer plays per game than other teams. And that's, that's fantasy points that, you know, the teams are either gaining or losing. Um, so we start there. Then you're looking at things like run pass split, which obviously gives us how many total passes a team's going to throw, how many total rushing attempts that has to divvy up. So you get those numbers and then you work, uh, you know, more at the player level. So again, you're looking at volume stuff like carry shares and target shares to come up with, you know, how many targets and how many carries players are going to have. And then the final step is, is that efficiency stuff, you know, catch rate yards per catch touchdown rate yards per carry, all that stuff. You apply that to the volume metrics. Then you kind of come up with your, you know, baseline projections for all these players. And those shares are so important because you, anybody can look at the rankings last year. And when I say rankings, I mean the final scoring rankings, you can look at that and see who had exactly how many carries, who scored, how many touchdowns, who caught how many passes. Anybody can look at those numbers, but you have to dig a little deeper to see who had what percentage of that team's targets and what percentage of those targets did he catch and how many of those catches were this distance downfield. So there's a lot more than just looking at 
what a player did over the last three years and like averaging yeah. that out and saying, this is what I expect him to do this year, especially when things change. And we have plenty of cases where things change year to year. We've got a lot of offensive coaching changes this year that change things. So it's especially important to, to have those shares in mind and really look at what percentage of an offense guys make up in, yeah. in various different ways. Yeah. And there, there is a lot of art to projecting too, right? It's not, and we're not just throwing numbers into some machine and seeing what it spits out for us. There's a lot of subjectivity that, goes into this you know we're we're deciding what target share to uh, apply to these plays we're, we're deciding everything we're deciding how many plays we think they're going to run and it's all based on recent trends you know historical league-wide trends it's all it's all based on tangible things but again this is not something where we're just you know letting a computer decide for us there's a lot of subjectivity and a lot of you know knowledge that you need to have to, to you know, create accurate player projections and rankings and it also doesn't mean that you just um, you know, take the numbers that come out. You can say, this is what I think will happen, but you do that within the scope of the team and say, okay, if that does happen, what's that going to mean for everybody else? Is this team going to throw more than we might've expected initially? Or are those targets just going to come from somebody else? Or is this running back not going to score what I'm thinking he might just because he can't, if this other thing that I think is going to happen is going to go that way. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of those things going into it. Once we get past that initial projection stage, once we have all those player numbers, we put them in the system, what are we doing next behind the scenes at Draft Sharks? We're arguing. We're, we're debating. Again, like you said, we have three of the top 10 rankers from this past season on staff. So we're all throwing ideas against each other, you know, kind of figuring out what's makes sense. Kind of, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? That's, that's the saying. I think when we have multiple accurate rankers on staff, that's good news for the overall because at draft sharks, we give you one set of rankings. We don't want to give you a, you know, a bunch of different stuff to have to figure out yourself. We'll, we're giving you what we think are the most accurate set of rankings. And that again, is based on those projections, but it's also based on, you know, us, uh, you know, debating this stuff uh, really throughout, throughout the entire off season. Yeah. We've had people say, Hey, so when are we going to get your individual rankings on the site? If they're so good? Well, <laughs> you're not ever going to, because that's what we do. We might, we'll, we'll always have players that we disagree on because frankly, if we all looked at the rankings and said, yeah, I agree with every single one of those, we're probably doing it wrong because nobody is that perfect on players. Everybody's going to get something wrong. So if you bring everything together, you make it all sharper collectively. And then that's the version of the rankings that you get through draftstrikes.com. And then of course, it's not only us battling against each other to change some things. There are things that change in football as the season goes on. The projections come out in April. There's going to be a lot between then and the season and not even just injuries. There'll be player news. There will be trends that we see in training camp. There'll be reports that, you know, might not even be clear on what they mean, but might just give a sense that some player is going to get more or less than we might have initially expected. So we're constantly updating those throughout the summer, right? Yeah. How you react and, you know, to what level you react to this, you know, training camp buzz we get every August and you know, what we see during the preseason. That, that to me is the trickiest part of player rankings. Um, I think we, te- we might lean more on our initial projections than other sites do. Right? I think a lot of the time what you hear and see in August can lead you in the wrong direction. Not all the time. And again, the tricky part is figuring out what to believe in, how much to believe in it. And then again, how that impacts your projections and your rankings. 
that's where that's another spot where it's good to have other people on your team working on those rankings. Cause you know, there will be every year. One of us will be like, Oh, I love this guy. We've got to pump him up. And then another one or two will be like, "Ah, I think that you're going a little overboard. Let's, let's stop him right here. Maybe not turn him into a hot air balloon or, you know, maybe sometimes there's a player where there's the big news. One of us says, Hey, I really think we need to push this guy up. And the other two are like, do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, you know, it's always better to get, multiple minds into that than to just go um, with the feelings of one. Like I said early on, though, even the absolute best, most accurate rankings are not going to be a list that you should just follow through your draft. You can't just cross off a name, go to the next one, pick that next player. Jared, why is that? There's a few reasons. I mean, for one, we we do give you the baseline projections for every player, but we also have floor and ceiling projections for every player, which are really just as important as the baseline, right? You, you need to have an idea of that true range of outcomes for every player so you can find those on Draft Sharks. And then our draft war room, it's customized dynamic cheat sheet. So it's going to take those projections, apply them to your league scoring system to give you customized rankings for your league. And then it's dynamic in the fact that the rankings are going to change throughout the draft based on ADP, based on your team needs, based on positional scarcity. You know, if a bunch of running backs come off the board, that makes the ones remaining a bit more valuable. It's going to factor all that stuff in for you in real time during your draft to, you know, give you the top players available each time you're on the clock. Right. A handcuffed running back is just not ever going to sit high in the rankings because his initial outlook is not great. He's not going to get the ball a whole lot. Ty J Spears is not going to score you a lot of points if Derrick Henry stays healthy all season. But if Derrick Henry gets hurt at some point, Ty J Spears, ceiling is going to be a lot higher than a lot of the other running backs that sit near him in the rankings. So that's where ceiling comes in. Uh, and that's why you have to look at more than just the rankings. A regular set of rankings is not specific to your league. It does not know who you already have on your team. It does not know who others in your league already have on their teams. It does not know who is likely to make it back to you at your next turn. So don't just use that static set of rankings. If you want the absolute best set of rankings possible for your draft with customized pick recommendations at every single turn, you can click now, put the Draft Sharks projections to work in your own draft war room. 